IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Will Power is back home in North Carolina where the driver from Australia and his family can finally relax after a long and busy week to celebrate the 2022 championship. Power took part in a West Coast swing that included stops in Los Angeles where he appeared on ESPN's Sports Center from L.A., along with a private reception at the Peterson Automotive Museum. He also appeared on several different shows on Sirius XM Satellite Radio and took part in even more media interviews. Power's week of celebration concluded at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum on Saturday night, September 17th, when he was honored at IndyCar's Victory Lap Awards celebration. Pit Pass Indy was there at this exclusive invitation-only championship celebration. On today's episode, you'll hear Power's acceptance speech when he was awarded his own version of the famed Aster Cup that goes to the NTT IndyCar Series champion. You'll also hear Team Penske president Tim Sindrick's speech as he accepted the owner's championship on behalf of team owner and IndyCar owner Roger Penske. Later, Pit Pass Indy has exclusive interviews with Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden, who finished second in the championship for the third straight season. Also, Pit Pass Indy has Team Penske's Scott McLaughlin, who finished fourth in the championship. Our feature interview is an in-depth exclusive with Penske Entertainment CEO Mark Miles, who talks about the success the series enjoyed in 2022 and what to expect with more improvements for 2023. First, here is Power's speech at Saturday night's Victory Lap celebration in Indianapolis. Thank you. Uh, Good evening. Yeah, so uh, what a year, what a phenomenal year actually, coming off probably one of our worst seasons, one of my worst seasons personally, but um, also, you know, from a team perspective, we uh, definitely undershot last year, so we came back uh, with a vengeance, but, uh, you know, I want to thank uh, Roger and Kathy Pensky for everything that they have done for me over my career, I would never, I wouldn't be standing here and I wouldn't have the numbers that I have without... Uh, about uh, what what Roger has done for me, and um, um, I'm, I'm given a car every week that's capable of qualifying on pole, um, capable of winning a race, championships, 500. So I am um, absolutely, I'm so grateful 
for, for what I get to do and how I get to race with you. So uh, thank you, Roger and Kathy. Um, and also, Greg, I, uh, you're there every week now, um, you know, at every event, looking at every little part of that, every part of the track. And uh, I know that we're going to be in good hands as we go forward with, uh, you know, obviously the Penske family involved, and especially you, Greg. So, so thank you. I must thank my wife. I, uh, I put, put her very high on the list because I've missed a couple of times. Although I am very, I'm so lucky to have a wife that uh, has that crystal ball and can tell me what's going to happen. But, but I can't, can't thank you enough, babe. I, I love you so much and um, you've been such a, a big support for me through my whole career. So it's, it's, we've been together 17 years. I've been in the series 17 years, and um, she is she has been uh, such a, a huge support to me. Um, you know, mother mother of our child, and uh, she's she's also a fantastic mother. So uh, thank you, babe. Thank you so much. And um, uh, she she doesn't she can't tell the future. She just had faith in me. If you want to know, it wasn't like a premonition or anything. <laughs> She did say that, though. She said to me at the beginning of this season, she said, I believe you're going to break Mario Andretti's record and you're going to win another championship. She said those words to me. So, um, yeah, take, take that as you want. <laughs> The 12 crew this year, I, I've never had such a great group of guys. Um, yes. And it was Trev, the crew, crew chief, Trevor Lucas. I mean, he is such a calm guy that does such a meticulous job on the preparation of the car. He's very, very good at keeping the whole crew, um, let's say, just happy. And it feels as though there's no pressure on us. There's no pressure on the guys. and we're having fun racing, so I really believe that that's a huge part of uh, getting the most out of people, and uh, you know, I can't, can't thank you enough, Trev. It's our first year together, as you as a crew chief, we actually worked together when I first joined Paskin, but uh, um, yeah, very, what a, what a great year to start off our relationship, so thank you very much. Dave Fastino, we've been, uh, I think it's 15 years we've worked together, and um, he's he's uh, he's like a he's almost like a wife to me. He's like a partner. I mean, we just we, <laughs> apart from sleeping together, <laughs> late night calls and all that. Uh, <laughs> we have a very very uh, yeah good working relationship. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I'm an awkward person. You're not. I'm just <laughs> but I have to say, we have uh, the things that we've been through uh, during our time together. It's uh, it's crazy that we just continually improve. We just continually get better. And we're sitting on we're standing on the podium after winning the championship, and we're talking about the car and the race and the tires. We're not talking about winning a championship, so we never, we never stop. The boys are all laughing at us because we just, we just can't relax for a second. So I'm already thinking about next year. But uh, thank you, Dave, and all the, all the guys on 12 Crew, Ron on the radio, uh, always calm, and uh, he's actually made me a very calm person. I rarely, rarely get mad on the radio these days. <laughs> uh, so. 
thank you for keeping keeping me in check and um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's cool to keep the same strategist for a couple of years. I've been switching and changing over the years, so i uh, really enjoying my time with you. Um, the sponsors, uh, Verizon, I am so fortunate to have, this, have had the same sponsor for more than a decade now. And uh, you know, Verizon has been such a great part of the team. Um, and, and you know, I just I can't thank them enough. I'm still friends with the uh, you know the past CEOs. And I'm friends with a lot of people there, and uh, you know, I you don't get sponsors like that that are so supportive and um, and stick around for that long. It kind of shows what a great partnership that Verizon and Penske have, and myself. So thank you to Verizon. Thank you to Chevy. They made such a gain this year for us in drivability, um, in horsepower. You know, it's like Joseph said, you, it's so hard to find a gain. And we turned up this year, we were just simply better from the beginning. So thank you, Chevy. Thank you, Firestone. We uh, were very lucky to have a partner like that. We feel very safe on the tires. Obviously, we do tremendous speeds at uh, super speedways. So, um, you know, I'm. I'm I've had a very long career and um, been, I have been very fortunate to have had Firestone the whole time to, to keep us safe and have great tyres at race on. Um, and uh, I think Jay Fry, Jay Fry, thank you for everything you do and all your crew, um, everyone at Penske Entertainment. But uh, I have to say, Jay really uh, has our backs. I know when we we were developing the, the halo and the windscreen that came so quickly and that was Jay just getting after it, so thank you Jay. Um, and that's it, uh, the fans of course, of course, the fans. Uh, uh, I think uh, we've got to thank the fans. Uh, this series is growing and um, I think it's, it's with open wheel racing now so popular because of Formula One, I think it's our time to really push and um, put a lot of uh, I want to say I don't. I want to say it, but it's got to be a lot of money behind it. We've got to really push and go now because we can uh, take this to another level because we have the best racing product in the world. So, thank you. And now let's hear from Team Penske President Tim Sendrick, who spoke on behalf of the team after accepting the Team Owners Trophy as the IndyCar Champion. Yeah, certainly does a great job for us. And um, Linus, congratulations on your title tonight. Um, Dr. Billos, uh, we echo everything that was set up here. Um, awesome support. Uh, obviously, I've been on the other end of that phone, and it's not always easy, so thanks for that. Um, anyway, good evening, everyone. Congratulations, Will. You're the 12 team. You know, awesome, awesome job. Um, you know, the whole entire crew, Dave, Trevor, you know, everybody on that team, Robbie, um, you know, Ron, you, you did a great job there on the box all year, and um, yeah, couldn't be proud of everything that happened there this year. Um, Roger, congratulations on number 17, um, your 42nd overall championship, awesome stuff. You know, on behalf of our team, thank you for your leadership and really pushing us to achieve even more. Um, we appreciate all your incredible passion for motorsports, and I think everyone would agree that you're the best person to take IndyCar and Indy 500 to the next level. I truly am proud to be your partner. Um, I think I can also speak on behalf of everyone here tonight that we'd much rather you be up here accepting this award. 
but I guess we can't have it all. <laughs> well, you took it to another level this year. You have a complete package. Um, you completed every lap, as I said earlier. And you had nine podiums. You only finished out top ten four times. You broke Mario Andretti's record. And you did it all without cussing at the officials on national TV. <laughs> One complaint I do have is that, um, you know, well, most of us here know that we think you might be from another planet. Um, you never told us that your wife was a fortune teller. So, Will, we need to spend a lot more time with your wife to try and understand a few things because we've got a lot more questions. But um, thank you. Um, tonight is about celebrating Will's championship, but also. It's a time to reflect and celebrate on the great season that we've had together as a team. First, second, fourth in the championship, got nine wins in 17 races, 22 podiums, nine pole positions. You know, the three of you led 57% of the laps this year, and we're the best on pit lane. Um, you know, we had at least one of our cars in every race, the top three in pit lanes. So, great achievement by, by the entire team. Scott, you and Joseph, you know, truthfully, I'm not really clear on this whole bus boys relationship. Uh, you know, I, I don't get it, but uh, I guess you guys will have to help me a little bit. I've stayed far enough away to understand enough. Um, but we can't ask for, you know, much more from, you know, two of you as far as teammates, you know, on that front. Um, Joseph, I know you had your sets, your, your sights set, you know, much higher. Um, five wins, you know, taking home that million dollars. And, uh, you know, finishing the top two in the championship over the past six years all at one time, you know, something you can certainly be proud of. Um, Scott, it's been fun watching your successes this, this year. Uh, thank you for taking a chance on us. Um, you know, when you came over here, I hope it's starting to all pay off for you. Um, you probably realize that you're one of, the only, you're one of only two full-time IndyCar drivers there's room for us in the past 23 years that hasn't won an Indy 500 or a championship. <laughs> Your turn's coming. <laughs> so, Ron, you and Kyle, yeah, thank you for putting together one of the best teams we've ever had. Um, the results speak for themselves. Uh, the quality of people is what really makes the difference and differentiates really our season from the others we've had and, and from those of our competitors. Um, thank you to IndyCar, Firestone, Delara, uh, the AMR safety team uh, for all your efforts in putting together and providing and dedicating yourselves to close, safe, and entertaining races. Um, thank you to everyone at Chevrolet and Elmore. Um, without your efforts last all season, we certainly wouldn't be standing here tonight. I'd also like to thank Verizon for supporting this team and number 12 for the last 217 straight races. It's unbelievable. You know. It's safe to say that um, there hasn't been a better IndyCar team sponsor over the last 13 years, and uh, we're certainly proud to represent them and everyone else on our team. So thank you to everyone for being here tonight, and have a great offseason. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. 
for good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. In any other year, Joseph Newgarden's five wins and six podium finishes in 17 races would have probably earned him the championship. But Team Penske teammate Will Power had nine podium finishes to go along with his one victory. He finished out of the top 10 just four times in 17 races. That consistency is what won Power his second NTT IndyCar Series championship. Just six days after losing the championship, Newgarden was back at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway where he was honored for finishing second in the title race. Here is my exclusive interview with Newgarden for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden. For the third year in a row, you finished second in the NTT IndyCar Series Championship, and I know second's really not that much fun in a championship battle. So how do you reflect on the season that you had? Five wins. I mean, that's pretty spectacular, but just not enough to win the title. I think in a lot of ways it was a great year. You know, we, we certainly had good success on the two-car, and I think even more so we had great success at Team Penske. And so I take a lot of pride in the steps that we, we made forward as a team. Um, you know, coming up short on the two-car side was really, a, I think, a case of, of, you know, missed opportunities in some races. And, um, you know, for us, we, I, don't think there's, I don't think there's a need for a big change going into 23. I feel like we have all the ingredients necessary. I, I'm tremendously proud of our team, and I think we put a good effort for it. I don't think we were lacking anything. You know, timing, timing was really the biggest culprit for us all year. And so if we can you know, get timing to work out a little better for us in the future, I think, I think we can be, you know, in the championship fight again. 
But when you look at the year that you had all the victories, but Will had these nine podiums, which is, that's a lot. I believe 12 top fives. He only had one win, but consistency proved to be the, the key for him. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, you know, from our side, you know, we didn't have the consistency necessary to win the title and, and we'll be working on that in the future. Uh, typically, we've been consistent in the past and I know we're capable of it. And so, you know, I, I don't really fault anyone for that this year other than other than just awkward timing, you know, for, for, for most circumstances. So um, I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I'm going to focus on our program. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, how can we win more races? You know, and that's that's my focus. How can we win more races than five this year? And if we can, we can do a better job at that, then I think we can position ourselves better. After what happened at Iowa where you had the slight medical issue there for a while, to be able to bounce back and win like you did at um, Gateway in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, how important was that for you to get that victory that quick after that to prove to everybody, hey, they're still going to have to beat Joseph Newgarden and win this championship? Well, I stay committed. You know, I always do, and I was committed after Iowa and, you know, always believed we were still in the fight, which which we definitely were. And, and you know, we stayed in it to the very end and, and came close, and, you know, ultimately we're just a bit short. So um, it's disappointing, but, you know, we – I take a lot of pride in the way we worked through things and, and tried to make the most of our year and and uh, think we did a good job at that. What has this week been like for you? Ooh, relaxing, you know. Um, it's been good to be home and get caught up on a lot that, that, you know, you lose touch of during the year. And so just trying to, you know, get reorganized, reestablished back at the home front. And next week uh, we got some more traveling to do, some personal travel. And then, um, you know, we'll start focusing on the offseason then. But did you have moments where you might think back, reflect, even say this or that, I'd be the champion right now? Not really. You know, I already knew the moments. I knew the moments going into the Laguna. So it was it was history at that point. And as far as those, when you look at the future that you've got ahead of you, I asked you when you won your 25th victory, if you've got 25 left, that'd get you to 50. You said you want to win 10 races some year. That's a pretty lofty goal, but do you uh, believe after this year that you can definitely, that that is definitely achievable? I think it's achievable. It is a big goal, but, you know, I think for us, we've got to be focused on, you know, what's what's the next step, you know, where we're going to go and, and how high can we really climb? And we're focused on that. And I think, I know this, we can do better than what we've done this year. And so I'm focused on going forward. And in some ways, did willpower surprise you a little bit this year? Because a lot of people, after the year he had last year, didn't really have him pegged as a championship contender, but he did. Um, you know, nothing really surprises me in IndyCars these days. I think the momentum definitely seems to shift uh, depending on the year, and timing seems to shift. And, you know, some years you're on the good end of it, and some years you're on the bad end of it. Does it hurt worse to lose to a teammate? No, if anything, you know, I'm, I'm glad we won him. the championship as a team because I, I know how hard we all worked for it, and it's great to see that at home at Penske. Obviously, you always want it to be yourself, but it's it's good to have it within the team. Joseph Newgarden, two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion at Team Penske. Go enjoy the offseason, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Second-year Team Penske driver Scott McLaughlin of New Zealand nearly gave the team a 1-2-3 sweep of the top three positions in the championship. That would have equaled Team Penske's 1-2-3 sweep in 1994 when Ellenser Jr. won eight races and won the title over teammate Emerson Fittipaldi and Paul Tracy. 
That year, Team Penske drivers won 12 of the 16 races on the schedule. McLaughlin won three races in 2022 and is intent in fighting for the championship next season, as he tells me in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske. Scott, you finished fourth in your second IndyCar Series season in the championship. In a lot of ways, that's got to be a lot to be happy about. You won three races, but I know that you wanted that championship. You weren't interested yeah. in finishing fourth. No, no. I'm, I am I mean, I'm the, the third loser in fourth but no I look I, I for sure I'm I'm uh, I'm very competitive but at the end of the day realistically like coming into the season you know it was about rebounding from what was a pretty tough year and uh we we, we did that and I was heading to the last race of the season it was cool to be in the in the chat in the chat for the championship but realistically I just needed to have a perfect weekend it didn't really happen but I was very proud to be there and and uh I definitely think we've got some momentum moving forward for next year and in the race, it appeared that your job was to pretty much cover Scott Dixon. Yeah, I mean, without covering. Like, I mean, it was it was if there was a yellow, we just didn't want Dixon to have it fall into his lap. So at least I was there to t uh, pick or at least save the team in that regard. Yes, but when that's your role, and you know that Joseph's fighting for the championship and Will's fighting for the championship. Yeah. Is that a hard role sometimes to accept? No, I mean in IndyCar, it's not because. At the end of the day, like if the yellow had fallen my way, yeah. I would have found myself in the lead and potentially I could have won the race. And, you know, who knows what would have happened with the championship. I knew I was a long shot. So it was, for me, it was like, okay, I've just got to take, I, you know, I've had a pretty good year. It's just about, about doing the right thing for the team. And, and um, it, is a, it, is, it is a tough thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I put myself in those positions with some inconsistencies throughout the year. You know, if I had been consistent and finished a few races in better spots, I might have been a bit more in the championship picture and I wouldn't have to take in so much of a, a sacrifice. But that, that's what it is. And, and uh, the main thing is we got the championship for the team. You nearly uh, repeated what Team Penske was able to do in 1994, which was a 1-2-3 finish yeah. in the championship. Yeah. That was a spectacular year back when Al Unser Jr. won eight races. Yeah. Emerson Fittipaldi won two, and I believe Paul Tracy won two. They won 12 of the 16 races that year, but one, two, and four, as competitive as it is, that's still that's still quite a feat. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I would have loved to have been third for sure. And like you said, we just missed out on that with Dixon. But I think uh, we, had a, we had a great season. I think we've got a really good uh, bunch of, you know, feeling between all of us three. We work really well together. I think it's going to really push the team forward for the next few years. And, um, yeah, I think that's what's exciting about this whole thing. It's, it's, it's what we're building, and, and I think we can just be even stronger in the next few years for sure. So now is it back to seeing whether Baker Mayfield can be a good quarterback yep. for the Carolina Panthers? Well, I sat down on my first off weekend and watched football day to day, and then I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. And uh, I, I'm loving off-season at the moment. It's been good just to have a relax. And, yeah, Baker's uh, – we just missed out on the win last week, but I think he's uh, – he, he seems pretty good. He's, he's, he'll be all right. Have you gone out and bought a new Panthers jersey? Not yet. Not yet, but I am going to the game against the Cardinals in a couple of weeks, so I probably will head there and uh, buy a number six jumper. Speaking of going to the game against the Cardinals, I know Tim Sendrick's a season ticket holder down Is he? there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he um, – said that your career is right where he expected it to be, and next yeah. year he expects you to be in the thick of the battle for the championship yep. in the, entering the last race. Yep. So to have that type of confidence 
from the president of the team. Is that pretty much the way you would plot it out? Yeah, I think it's been a, it, that's been our plan, you know, to come this year was about top five and potentially, you know, a win here or there, but more top five finishes. And we did that um, next year for sure. I want to be in the mix of the championship. I'm not sure. I'm not going to come out and say we're going to win the championship, but I think we can be right there if we you know, learn from our mistakes that we did this year. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be okay. And finally, your teammate won the title, Will Power. He's not one of the bus bros, but he's yeah. still your teammate. Did he surprise you a little this year that he was able to, at 41, put together the type of year that he did? Uh, no, I think Will is just, he's hes fast, man. Like, he's still the same old Will in terms of just the speed. And, and uh, I think he just put a more consistent year and took what he had thrown at him at different points of the year. And I think he had, um, you know, really good speed when he needed to and, and, and bits and pieces and, and put races together which weren't his when he needed to as well. And uh, I think, um, yeah, it was a perfect championship year for him. And, and, you know, I think it's great for the team that he won. Scott McLaughlin, can't wait to see what the offseason of the Bus Bros is going to look like. I'm sure you've got some. Started strong. Yeah, I'm sure you've got some great ideas there for you. But uh, congratulations on finishing fourth in the championship in 2022. And thank you for joining us on Pit Passing. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. And now let's hear from the man in charge of the NTT IndyCar Series. Penske Entertainment CEO Mark Miles in this exclusive in-depth interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is the man in charge, the boss, the CEO of Penske Entertainment. It's Mark Miles. Mark, we're sitting here in the administration building of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway one week after a very successful end of the season in which we saw Will Power win his second NTT IndyCar Series championship. In a lot of ways, there were a lot of good metrics for IndyCar this year. What are the ones you're most pleased of? Well, it's not exactly a metric. Uh, I guess maybe it is the, the, the championship coming down to the wire to the, to the last race for, I think, 17 consecutive years is a metric and and that's just outstanding that's just such a strong property such a compelling series finale uh so that's one and uh you know we can't claim complete credit for that but i do think it represents the parity and the the competitiveness of the series up and down the grid another thing um that that's huge is the television audience so um you know we ended up 5% average audience ahead of last year at a time when you look at all the metrics for the industry. And there are exceptions for sure. We are one. But for the most part, it's flat. And so, you know, I think it was uh, John Miller not too long ago who said at a time when flat is the new normal, up 5% is pretty good. And it's happening both uh, um, with linear television, the network, but we're also growing pretty quickly now in streaming with Peacock. Uh, our social metrics are good. Social and digital metrics are all positive. Um, and we don't have great uh, sort of auditable numbers for our events, but it sure felt like to a great extent um, they were strong. They, they, they felt vibrant and, and in demand and people wanted to be back and they were knowledgeable and enthusiastic. So I thought the the uh, promoters did a good job for us this year. And obviously, when you look at the high V IndyCar doubleheader weekend, it really felt strong there. Uh, two day crowd of 80,000. You divide that in two, 40,000 each day. 
first day out there was like 104 degrees. The Sunday crowd was off a little bit, but still very impressive. When you uh, bring in a, a new company, a new sponsor like Hy-V that was willing to jump in and really not only help promote IndyCar at Iowa Speedway, they want to help promote IndyCar throughout the year. How valuable is that? Well, they're they're a fabulous partner, and the uh, tip of the sword, I guess, was the doubleheader at, at uh, Newton. But as you say, they got involved first with a team and and they're looking for other ways to be involved with uh, IMS and the series. A broader way to think about that is a year ago, we introduced uh, the, the Grand Prix in Nashville. Phenomenal success, great market, big impact. And then a year later, this year, Nashville is successful in their sophomore year, grew, grew a little bit in some respects. And, uh, and we add Iowa. So, we can just keep doing that, adding that, you know, where we have the, the sort of opportunity events with impact, uh, either because of the promotion of it or because of the market or both, ideally. I think that's really helpful. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Portland race drew like a hundred or 1.3 million viewers. It was a really strong number. You've been preaching for as long as you've been at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and IndyCar, the need to be out of the way when the NFL starts. I think we saw that last week at Monterey because the viewing audience, 553,000 viewers. That obviously had to be a pretty big disappointment to you. Well, yes and no. On the one hand, it was growth. Um, last The year before, it was in the 300s, um, although we moved from cable to network. So I don't, you know, I'm much prouder of the fact that we had eight of our events over a million, which, which shows uh, a, a broader growth. And I'd like to have the finale uh, more than 550,000, but there's solid growth in there. It contributed to our overall, overall growth for the year. But it, it, it comes back to um, the NFL and, you know, the first regular season weekend we also conflicted head-to-head with NASCAR. So it really was not an uh, ideal scheduling situation for us. But So we had good growth, but we'd like to be at a much higher number, especially for the finale. And also because of the NFL opening weekend, their number was down at NASCAR. So I think that really does goes to show what you had been saying since you came on board in 2012, is that that pretty much takes a lot of the attention away from other sports during this time of the year. The NFL. Um, it does. And look, it's the marketing and sports behemoth in this country. And it's, it's amazing, uh, the franchise that they have, in a sense. We're, we'll look again. It, it won't change for 2023. But I, I think it's worth considering whether we can slide things a week earlier and uh, maybe maybe end one week earlier than we, we did this year and will next. How happy are you with finishing the race at Monterey, it is a spectacular backdrop, makes for great television production. I'm not so sure that a lot of spectators are uh, are there. A lot of the cars that we see on the hill or a lot of the people involved in IndyCar draws a lot of campers. But would you like to see either an in- a attendance boost there or would you even consider having a different place to finish the season? We're very happy to finish the season there. I think um, we can imagine adding more content to it, but it starts with, I think, a great race. I mean, the corkscrew is iconic, and, uh, you know, it's a 
It's a real theme for the weekend, a real feature of the weekend. But, you know, should we be reaching into Silicon Valley and adding conferences for, you know, tech and, and innovation? Um, should we be adding some music? I think there are things we can do to, uh, to see it continue to grow. The other thing that was impressive about it was the number of on-track passes and the fact that Joseph Newgarden started 25th and raced all the way up to second. He was unable to get to Alex Pelot, who was just driving away from everybody at that point, won by over 30 seconds. But there really was a lot of passing throughout the field, and that had to be something that you had to be very pleased and Jay Fry had to be very pleased with. Absolutely. You know, we love the passing. That's one of the great metrics. But the fact that I just think there was a lot of drama in that race. Um, at any time, you felt like if Will gets taken out or makes a mistake and is out of the race, that changes the entire result of the championship over, you know, from the, that's been competed for the whole year. Um, could, could Newgarden get up and, and it looked like for a while he was on rails and maybe he could have caught Palou. There was just a lot going on and a lot for fans to like. Even though this is the third year that Roger Penske has owned IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's really the first year where it wasn't really restricted because of COVID. You know, here and there, there might have been a, a few modifications in some areas. But for the most part, it was a year to really go at it like you really wanted to do in 2020 before the pandemic hit. So going, being part of year three, how would you describe what it's like working for Roger Penske? Well, it's great to have the, you know, the anchor off. Um, working with Roger's a phenomenal experience. It's, uh, he's he's a, the ideal owner of probably any business, but certainly uh, these racing uh, enterprises. And, uh, you know, on the one hand, he continued to invest in everything in these off sort of COVID impacted years. But now we, uh, we can continue to, to do that. And I think to take it even to another level. Another thing we left out was uh, really something Roger wanted to do. And that was to take back the management, the stewardship, if you will, of Indy Lights. And it had a good year. Growth in car count is going to grow even more uh, next year. So um, he, he's just... Uh, He's very, very focused, doesn't like to be distracted by things that really aren't the right priorities uh, at any given moment. Um, but he is committed to growth and everything is forward looking. And uh, I think fans have seen a lot of evidence of that. How much has your life changed working for Roger Penske? Because you were in charge of IndyCar under the Hallman George family. You put in a significant amount of time doing that, navigated the company through a lot of challenges. But when you work for Roger, it's almost like kicking the turbocharger in. It really boosts you to another level. Well, you know, he has this, I guess you'd call it a motto, that, uh, that effort equals results. Um, I mean, I, don't, I feel like we've worked really hard our whole lives and didn't take a lot of time off, and that applies to our whole team. The, the biggest difference, it, maybe there's, there's even more uh, intense effort. But I think in a, in a lot of ways, the biggest effort is the, the ability to say that if we have a good idea, if there's something that we think can produce a ROI or move the needle in the relevance and growth of the series or at IMS, there's, there's a, we can make the case and do it. So that changes kind of your, your uh, outlook um, and is very invigorating. 
The season ended five days ago, and I believe that uh, the Friday and Saturday after the season ended, <laughs> all-day meetings at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And obviously, you can't really open the playbook and tell us what you discussed, but planning meetings go on all the time. And just how far ahead do you feel that you are making some improvements and maybe making some changes from these meetings that have happened so quick to the checkered flag to the end of the season? Well, we might have taken a little bit more of a breath, to be frank, after the conclusion, the finale, but not much more. We took none this year. Roger's here. We've been together all day. And, um, you know, so we're looking a little farther ahead and we're beginning to think about even 2024, which we would not have done, I would say, before Roger's uh, stewardship started. So, um, you know, you work on reviewing everything that happened. How did we spend our money? Can we be smarter about that? Can we take costs out so we can invest more? Um, What are we going to do promotionally? You know, the calendar's pretty much set, so it's just a matter of tweaking um, some details before we can get that out. But that's typically done about now. Um, Look, I think the Roger stewardship and the... uh, movement with NBC to having uh, 14 races on network are probably in some ways the most uh, impactful changes uh, for our benefit. And when will the 2023 schedule be announced? Um, I think by the end of the month. And even though we've spoken before and uh, there aren't going to be a lot of major changes on it, is it mostly just now Focusing on the TV dates, the TV times, things of that nature to be able to get a lot of that completed. Yeah, we want to uh, really, really be thoughtful about the TV windows, what's possible with NBC and what works for NBC for maximum uh, audience, fewer conflicts uh, on on television. And then, uh, you know, makes sense from the events point of view so they can sell their tickets. The past two years, Jimmy Johnson has been part of the IndyCar Series, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, part-time driver in 2021 on the street and road courses. This past year, he's a full-time driver on all all the races, including the Ovals. We saw him really light it up uh, at Texas with a sixth-place finish, and he was spectacular at Iowa Speedway, led 19 laps in the Saturday race, finished fifth in the Sunday race, His sponsor, Carvana, has given him a go-ahead for another year in 2023. He's currently trying to decide what his schedule looks like. How important would it be to you to have him back full-time or if he comes back with a blended schedule where he's maybe part-time and runs, say, the 24 Hours of Le Mans and some other races? Well, I can't say enough positive things about him as as a person, as a professional athlete, as a you know, as a competitor and a driver, a champion. Um, we'll take what we can get. You know, he's got to make up his mind. He's been in in the sport of motorsports for a very long time. And, uh, you know, the more, more is better if it works for him. And also, later tonight, we're going to crown Will Power as the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series champion for the second time in his career. Here's a driver with two championships, an Indianapolis 500 win in 2018. He holds the record for most poles in a career at 68. He's got 41 career victories, which makes him number five on the all-time wins list of IndyCar. 
I think he belongs in the conversation, at least, as greatest among the greatest drivers that IndyCar's ever had. No question he's in the top tier. Um, I love the guy. I mean, he's just so fun to be around. And I think for fans, they get it, right? Which which will are they going to get today when they tune in? Um, it, was, it was remarkable to see him adjust his, really his personality and his personality behind, you know, in the cockpit this year to be more patient. But what you got to say is it's a, a very long, distinguished career and he's fast. And, you know, ultimately that's what it's all about. So we're proud of him. He's a great champion and uh, wonderful to know that he, he uh, expects to be around for years to come. And when you look at the era that he has raced, he's had to beat drivers like Dario Franchitti, Elio Castroneves, Scott Dixon, and Joseph Newgarden to be able to make these achievements. And that list, if you compare them, say, 30, 40 years ago, that's this generation's group of A.J. Foyt, Mario Andretti, the Uncers, and Johnny Rutherford. So that's a pretty strong list of names that Will has had to compete against. Absolutely. There's no... uh no doubt that that it's been very strong competition throughout his career, and uh, and that's why I say by every measure I think he's in the very top tier of uh, in terms of his success as a as a champion in our sport. And finally, Roger Penske's had to distance himself from Team Penske because he runs IndyCar, but I'm sure you saw a, a look of satisfaction on his face when Will won the championship. Yeah, of course. But again, he's just so remarkable. First of all, full credit, he hasn't had any inkling to dabble in race control or really even the way we race uh, other aspects of IndyCar. He's really respected, you know, the the roles and, and been very careful about that. But secondly, you know, he's a competitor and a racer and... He goes from uh, from being real proud of the series and caring so much about the television audience and the fan base expansion and the vitality of our events to to wanting to see his team and his drivers do well. He looked. He, how could you not have been thrilled on uh, you know when the checker fell and the race finished at at Laguna Seca? But you know what happened. He immediately turned his attention to how he's doing in NASCAR. So it's there's never any big sigh of relief or downtime. It's it's always what's next, and it's just remarkable to see. Well, and what's next for you is to return to your meeting. Um, sorry to have interrupted you from it. I'm sure it's very important what you get done here during the offseason. But Penske Entertainment CEO Mark Miles Congratulations on an outstanding 2022 NTT IndyCar Series season, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. It's a pleasure, and thank you for your personal hard work uh, as a journalist that is so knowledgeable about the series. We value your contributions to the sport. I know the fans do, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest. 2022 NTT IndyCar Series champion Will Power of Team Penske, the president of Team Penske, Tim Sindrick, Team Penske drivers Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin, and Penske Entertainment CEO Mark Miles for joining us on today's podcast. 
along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.